John chapter 15. This past week, I want to personally thank you for allowing uh, myself to uh, get away for a few days. Uh, Carson and I left last Saturday, uh, last Sunday afternoon, and and uh, got to go to uh, Kansas to a great friend of mine's place for a few days. And guys, just just make some unbelievable memories together. I actually. Uh, Carson did kill a turkey, a great big old uh, turkey, had big old spurs, and and uh, just an unbelievable day how everything happened. And we were in the buggy driving back that afternoon, and, you know, in, in the little side-by-side, side, he looked over at me, and he said, Daddy, this is the best day of my life. And and, and uh, it just melted my heart, guys. And, and I want to thank you for allowing me to be away for a few days and spend some time with him. And... I know you all know Amanda was gone. The calf is doing okay. Uh, she went to Tractor Supply yesterday, and she said, I didn't know calves were so dang expensive. I said, well, I told you. But all you had was calf car coming home. Now, I'm going to use this for a second. Don't we all get that tunnel vision? We all get the vision where this is what we have to do. We ignore everything else around us, refuse to be pruned, and have exactly what we want when we want it. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. I was sitting on the porch Tuesday in Kansas. This is what spurned my heart with this message. And, and, and it was raining, and the rain was hitting the gutters, and just a, a beautiful light breeze blowing. It was in the 50s, beautiful morning, light drizzle, and... and I was leaning up on the porch railings and I saw the flower beds and the yards had been pruned. They had been cut back and new growth replaced the old growth and, and, and it was flourishing and it was beautiful. And that's where we are today. And I was, I was standing there, I started to feel convicted of things in my life that, that I needed to take away the old growth that was not bearing any fruit and, and, and allow new growth to take its place, to allow the pain to come into my life so that I could see God's beauty from the new branches. John chapter 15 this morning. John chapter 15, we'll read verses 1 and 2. Please stand with me this morning in the reverence of reading God's Word in His house. God's Word says in... in the 15th chapter of John, 1st and 2nd verse, I am the true, true vine, this is Jesus speaking, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. Pray with me. We love you. God be thanked. I pray this morning that you'd open our hearts. Reveal to us where we need to be free. Reveal to us where we need to let things go. Reveal to us where we fall short this morning. God, I pray that you would start the pruning process in each one of us this morning to create good branches on good vines that bear godly fruit. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, you may be seated. Four quick points this morning. The first one we see is the true vine and the gardener. Jesus is the true vine. Okay, It's where all fruit has to come from. 
all good fruit, all godly fruit, has to come from Jesus Christ. John 15, 1 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Now what does that mean? It means we first have to be a branch off of Jesus. Do you understand? We have to be a branch off of the true vine to be pruned by the gardener. Now what is the gardener? The gardener is God the Father in heaven, He whom has created all things, whom all blessings flow. Amen. God is God is, is, is in heaven. And, and He prunes, He knows all, He's in all and through all, He produces all. Okay? God is the true overseer of the garden. Okay? Jesus is just the main line where all the fruit-bearing sprigs comes up. If you can have that picture this morning. God is the Creator of all things, and He is the true Creator. Guys, I want you to know something this morning. If you don't have Jesus as your true vine this morning, you are the fruitless branch. Second point. The fruitless branch. See, I want to tell you something this morning. God's Word says we all bear fruit. We do. We either bear good fruit or bad fruit. One of us. Okay. But, but this Scripture says there are fruitless branches and those branches are pruned and thrown, cut away and thrown into the into the fire. Matthew 7, 19 says this. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Second point, the fruitless branch. Guys, I want to tell you something. I've been cut down in my life. I've been singed. I've been beat. I've been whipped. I've bared bad fruit, I've bared little fruit, I've bared no fruit. And, and recently in my life, in the last few years, I began to bear good fruit. But God, I, I want to tell you something this morning. Okay, there's two different branches on this vine. There's the lost branch and the fruitful branch. See, the lost branch is the branch we're talking about now. The branch that is cut off and thrown away. Because there is no good coming out of it. There is no good fruit. There is nothing good coming from that life, from that stalk, from that branch. Now here's what you have to understand as a church and as, as, as a body sitting here this morning. What branch are you? You have to understand that. You have to understand and, and evaluate your life and see what kind of fruit you are producing. Or if you have any fruit at all. People say, well, Brother Jeremy, what's fruit? Salvation. First piece of fruit you'll ever eat is your own salvation. Hello? And if you ever taste that fruit, you want to give a whole lot of it away. But guys, if you sit here this morning and you've been a Christian for your whole life, whether it be 10 years or 90 years, and you've never produced godly spiritual fruit, something is wrong. I'm not telling you you're not saved. I'm just telling you you one of two things. You either blind or you lazy. And don't get mad at me. Because I'm going to tell you, if you just work a little bit, you can produce a little fruit. If you work a lot, you produce a lot of fruit. But if you're just plain lazy, you ain't going to do nothing but suck the life out of every branch on the tree. You understand? Which branch are you today? 
Because I want to tell you, if you're the lost branch, if you're the branch that produces no fruit, Matthew 7, 19 says this, you're in danger of being cut down and thrown into the fire. Do I need to explain the fire to you? The fire is the place of eternal darkness, eternal separation of God, where the worm never dies. It's a place called Hades, the burning lake of fire and sulfur. It is a place called hell. And you choose to go there when you do not accept Christ and produce fruit. Are you the fruitless branch this morning? Second branch this morning is the fruitful branch. Oh, the fruitful branch. You produce some fruit, amen. Ooh, man. I do. I look, I'm just going to tell you, I produce fruit. I do my best. Okay, some of it might be good, some of it might be bad, but I do my best to plant good seeds in good fertile ground, and they will produce good fruit. They will produce salvation. Now I can tell you this, and I'm going to be honest with you, there ain't a lot of good fruit planters around here, and I don't mean just here, I mean everywhere. Because the, the, the fruit that gets, that gets harvested, we let it fall on the ground and rot. Because we don't get it plugged in. We don't push it to come back. We don't keep tabs on folks, and I'm the worst. Okay, I'll take the first hit on it. But I need you to step up and say, hey, it's my fault too. We have the fruitful branches. But guys, we should be the farmer that walks under the muscadine tree and lays the sheets out and shakes all the fruit loose. And then after they pick the sheets up, they pick all the fruit up because they don't want to waste none. Guys, we just get the easy. We don't want to climb up trees to get the one that's hung up. We'll leave it all out. We'll leave that. It'll fall out. Hey, the birds have got to eat something. See, you can be fruitful and be lazy. You understand? The fruitful branches. You see, the fruitful branches. I want you to know something. You still need some pruning. Hello? You have to understand God ain't through with you yet. Something I figured out this week, and, and, and I've been knowing this a long time, but God made it evident in my life. God ain't through with me yet. And God has to make me uncomfortable in my own skin to reveal to me He ain't through with me yet. But I have to be the right branch to know that He ain't through with me yet. Instead of sitting over there and withering and dying, i got to submit to the pruning in my life. See, that's all aspects of a good branch. Being rooted in Jesus and producing the fruit of Jesus. God ain't through with you yet. I want to challenge you this morning. Matthew 7, 20 says this. You see, it's right after the verse 719 says this, every tree that bears bad fruit is going to get cut down and thrown into the fire. Now, I'm paraphrasing. Okay? This is verse 20. Won't you listen close? Thus. That means hello. Here it is. By their fruit, you will know them. You know what that means? 
If you read the rest of Matthew 17 where it talks about true and false prophets, it explains what true prophets and false prophets are, what true followers and false followers are. Okay, and, and people always tell me, you don't judge me. Well, I'm not judging you. You're doing a good job of it yourself because you ain't bearing no fruit. Scripture says thus, hello, listen, you ain't doing nothing so I know who you are. Look, I'm not judging you. You're doing it yourself. And I think if more people would understand that their fruitless lives show that their heart is empty. If we do not produce the fruit of the kingdom, we are not hooked to the vine called Jesus. Now you may look at me and say, you're wrong, Brother Jeremy. Hey, I might be. But I can tell you this, if you ain't hooked to Jesus, you dang sure ain't producing Jesus' fruit. That's a fact. By their fruit, you'll know them. Look, I want to tell you something. See, I was the first one. You know how you walk up to a to a bush, and I know people appreciate this. You walk up that dang bush, man, and you forget your nippers at home, and you're trying to build a duck blind or a turkey blind, or you're trying to cut a cut a limb out of the way when you're bow hunting, and and you climb up in this tree, and and it's that one pesky dead burn branch, okay, and 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 you break it off, and the sucker won't come off the tree. I mean, you twist it. You know what I'm talking about? You twist it and you jerk it. You whittle on it with your knife and it just won't turn loose. See, I was that pesky branch. They whittled on me. He whipped on me. And I was hanging on by a thread. But that thread's all I need to stay rooted to the Maybe you hear this morning, you said, Brother Jeremy, I'm hanging on by a thread. I ain't got much of Get rooted to the back and produce the Last of the fruit. Scripture says God's going to do some fruit. As I walked out and looked at those flower beds Tuesday, I saw these nice big old trunks. And they didn't turn them in. They cut them off with the dirt. I thought it was amazing. But you know what was growing off that stump? About 12 or 15. Pretty close. Coming out the base of that tree. You see, it was still hooked in the dirt. It was still rooted to the top. But new fruit was growing. And here's what happened. You see, that tree was up there. It done got so big. It got in the way. I thought it was doing more than a post Kind of like a churchman. They get up, they big, they're bigger than the church, they're bigger than God, they're bigger than everybody around them. But let me tell you what happened. God will chop you off at your roof. And when you allow him to do that, you'll produce more fruit than you've ever seen in your life for the people. But guys, I'm gonna tell you. Being pruned hurts. It hurts. And we're living through it now. God's pruning this place. He is. And you might not agree with me, but He is. And if you can't see it, you open your eyes, please. Pruning hurts. 
But see, here's what happens. When you live through a little bit of pain, you produce a whole lot more fruit. The benefit outweighs the pain. Here's another benefit to pruning. You ever looked at a, at a, at a tree or a plant, okay? And if you look around the base, up the trunk a little bit, you'll get what they call suckling. You know what that is? Anybody know what that is? It's the little old limbs that grow off the tree that ain't never going to be nothing. They ain't doing nothing but sucking the life out of the tree. Now I want to throw something at you this week. What's sucking on your life? What's taking the nutrients from your walk with God? You're trying to be the good branch. You're hooked and you're rooted to Jesus. And you're reading your Bible. And you're coming to church. But it's always that one friend who tempts you not to go. It's always that one relationship that keeps you from being who you're supposed to be. Let me tell you something. If people are drawing you away from Christ, you need to cut it off and walk away. It's going to hurt. But the fruit, the fruit that will come after, oh, it'll be, it'll be so much better. Guys, I want you to know something. There are people in your life, there are things in your life that are sucking the life out of you. You are spiritually starving to death because you refuse to be free. Some of my best friends in the whole world, I had the friends. That's tough. Some relationships in my life lately, I've had to prove. You wanna know why? Well, they weren't got to They didn't produce anything. They didn't do nothing to want to drag me back down to who I was before I met Jesus. Guys, you have to be smart enough to see that you have to prune those things out of your life. If you have something in your life that doesn't produce fruit, get rid of it. It hurts. That ten groomsmen in my wedding. You know how many of them I talk to on a daily basis? One, because he's my brother. i got to talk to him. I don't have to, I don't guess, but I love him. Sometimes. I do love my brother. And there's one more that I talk to a lot. You know why I talked to him? Because he found out who Jesus was. And he started producing fruit. He got hooked to the vine. So you know, you now all know what we do. We pray for the other eight. What happens in your life is driving you down? Maybe as simple as a telephone. Maybe as simple as a as a, as a Facebook. Maybe it's simple as a contact that you talk to too much. Maybe it's Netflix. Maybe it's Prime. Maybe it's shopping. Maybe it's hunting. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's baseball, softball, football. Whatever it is that's sucking the life out of you that is not producing godly fruit. Guys, I want to tell you something. Submit to the gardener and let him prune it. Because if you think it's fun, just wait till you see what the place is. Then you're going to pull. You talk about You talk about walking. That's when you go to walk. 
Here's the last one. Maybe those church people would drag you down. Let me tell you some of the wildest friends I've ever met in my life. Let me tell you where I met them at. Change over their life because he knows. Look, if you can't admit that, you don't got to admit it, but I'm telling you the truth. Some of the wildest things I ever did in my life was the little old boys I went to church with. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. Don't be stupid. Right? I'm speaking to every one of you. Parents get mad and get mad. Every decision you make will affect you for the rest of your life. And you understand what I'm telling you? Every decision you make. Every one of them. Just a drink. You feel something like that. It didn't just affect you, it affects everybody else. Just one time, you get pregnant. And you get pain. Then we'll have to Allow God to prune the relationships that are on God for your life. Because if they ain't producing fruit, you're pregnant. I ain't just talking to them. If you got something that ain't producing fruit, maybe you got relationships in your life, I don't that you need to get rid of. Hey, we can all, it's all fine when I'm over here talking to them. You get them, Brother Jeremy. Them kids are crazy. You want to know why they're crazy? Because we showed them most of them. Hello? close with two questions today. And I want you to be honest with you, too. Look, you can stand here and lie to me all day long. Okay? And that's okay. I know people lie to me all the time. And that's all right. But you know what? You can lie to me every day. Be honest with you, too. That's all I'm asking you to do. If you can get up here today and you say, Brother Jeremy, I live a spirit-filled, fruit-filled life, God's good all the time. All the time, God's good. I produce spiritual fruit. I listen to gospel music. I rebuke the devil. I'm, oh man, I swing over the pits of hell on dental floss, squirting the devil in the face, singing, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's who I am. Well, you know what? Praise God. You can lie to me all you want, but I promise you there ain't none of them in here, including me. But I want you to do something for me today. Be honest with yourself. Because this past week, I had to be honest with myself. And there's some relationships that I've pruned up. You've heard it. It does, God. They don't produce food. And I allow it to be there. And it's doing nothing but suffering the life right now. Be honest with yourself. What do you need to prune out of your life? What do you need to prune? Last question. What will the pruning in your life produce? What do you need to do with I can't tell the future, but I can tell the future. I am the vine, the true vine. And my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does not bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be 
even more fruitful. So you want me to tell you the results of pruning in your life? More You bow your head and get declared to enter into a time of invitation. I'm challenge you to do something. Guys, look, I love you. I know I preach hard and I get, get emotional sometimes. But guys, I want to get people for me. What is it in your life that needs to be fun? What is it? A relationship? A habit? I mean, guys, I, I don't know. I've been transparent. I'm, I know what it was in my life. And I know some things that I have to get rid of. What is it in your life? What is it in your life that keeps you from bearing godly fruit? I just kind of give it over to the Lord. Submit to that principle. Here's the big question this week. What branch are you? Are you the branch that ain't even put to the tree down Are you the person here that does not no That's just time to straighten it up. It's time to begin a new walk on Christ. It's time to allow God to have your life. Not to say, he's angry. He's tough angry. He's fine. I don't want you to make a decision today because you don't want to do a I want you to make a decision today because you want to be trained and produce good fruit. Being saved because you don't want to go to hell some crazy thing. Being saved because you love Jesus is where it's at. So who are you dismissing? What branch are you dismissing? Father, we love you. We thank you for today. I ask you this morning, God, to have your will and your way in our life. I ask that you would move through this place this morning, Father, and reveal to us what we need to prune from our life. God, I pray that you would reveal relationships. God, habits. Lord, 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 uh, shows, TV. God, whatever it is in our life that we need to allow you to prune, that we would freely give that to you and not fight you and hang on to it. God, but we, 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 we would let you have it. Freely. I pray this morning you speak to us, God. Lord, we need you. We love you. In Jesus' name.